Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dr. Matt and Dr. Mike's A to Z of the human body. The term today is allosteric sight. Cool term. What do you think, Matt? That, that I think it's a cool term? Well. Or the term itself? You hear it? What do you think? Um, when I hear allosteric, mm, doesn't yeah, it? We'll does, sit and wait. No. Okay. I, I thought it was to do with the way that... Um, molecules are arranged and they can have different uh, views. Well, not, not views, but the way that it's orientated. Confirmation? Yeah, confirmation. Yes. You're partly right. Okay. So an allosteric site is also known as a regulatory site on a protein, specifically an enzyme. So enzymes usually have what's called their active site, mm-hmm. which is the site that will bind to something so that, you know, if it's an enzyme to catalyze a reaction. Chop it up. To, to make it faster. Not necessarily to oh. chop it up, but it could be if the enzyme does stimulate a process of, you know, breaking Digestion. something apart. Um, so you've got the active site. That's the binding site. But then you've also got the regulatory site or the allosteric so site. So that's what, that's what it is. It's a regulatory site. Yes. And so. I do recall this now. Okay. So, so, so sometimes this is where drugs bind. Sometimes, yes. So uh, while the active site interacts with substrate molecules, the allosteric site will bind to effector molecules. And effector molecules can either activate or inhibit the enzyme's catalytic activity. Basically, it fine-tunes the enzyme's activity. That's what this allosteric or regulatory site does. So... um, let me, so you've got this effector molecule binds to the allosteric site. It changes the shape, like I said, mm-hmm. the conformation of the enzyme and all enzymes are proteins. And this changing of the shape will either make it more or less functional. So that's fine-tuning its activity. That's important, right? It's important because, okay, well, let's first talk about examples. Can you think of any examples of an enzyme that you know has an allosteric site? Um, maybe um, acetylcholine esterase. Acetylcholine esterase. So that's the enzyme. So what would be 
its active site and what would be its regulatory site and what would bind to each? The active site is where it would bind to acetylcholine. Okay. And then cleave it yep. into acetate and choline. Cool. It's allosteric site, I'm not sure, but is there medications that can bind to that to then change the activity of the enzyme to, to make it Maybe. more or less functional? Don't know. I don't know if that's what those esterases, well, the esterases bind to the esterase. I don't know if that's what the regulatory drugs do. Let me give you an easy one, hemoglobin. So hemoglobin, uh, we know, binds to oxygen. Right? Well, other, and, way, other way around. Well, okay. You could make an argument that it, oxygen binds to hemoglobin and yeah. hemoglobin in reciprocation binds to oxygen. Mm. And it does this at the lung tissue, travels through the bloodstream, and then when it gets to the tissues of our body where the tissues need the oxygen, how does that oxygen, how does that hemoglobin give up the oxygen? Um at the tissue level? Yeah. Yeah, I think there is confirmation change, which is probably a combination of temperature and pH. In part, but a big part of it is the carbon dioxide that's released from the tissue will bind to the hemoglobin in a different area. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that... In its regulatory area, changes the confirmation of the hemoglobin to make it more likely to release the oxygen. Yeah. So that's an example of an allosteric... And and also oxygen itself, is it more likely to give up oxygen the lower or the less oxygen that's bound to it? So going from, say, four to three is harder than going from three to two and then Uh, two to one. I would would say the other way around. I would say the more oxygen bound to it, the more... Oh, I don't know now. Because then in the lung it does the opposite, so it makes the binding... Yes, more you're efficient. right. I think the more oxygen that's bound, yes, the more likely oxygen is to bind to it. That is correct because it changes the conformation to make more carbon dioxide drop, drop, jump off. So the argument here is that, sorry, dear listener, is that hemoglobin will bind to both oxygen and carbon dioxide. They bind in different areas of the hemoglobin yeah, uh, yeah. Right? units. units. Um, and... Both are binding in regulatory and active sites. So they're combined. So, for example, when oxygen binds to its oxygen binding pocket, that's the active site. But because it also changes the conformation of the haemoglobin to make it less likely to bind to carbon dioxide, it's also an allosteric site or a regulatory Mm. site. Does that make sense? Mm. Now, the reason why uh, this is important to think about uh, for a number of reasons... Sorry, you this may not be related to it. Probably not. But it's coming from you. What about carbon monoxide? Yes. Does that then bind to the same location as oxygen, but just its ability to bind is like, what, 200 times more stronger? Yes. Far greater affinity. And uh, it's sort of like competitively bound. So I don't think you can have enough carbon dioxide or oxygen to bind to change the conformation enough to pop off the carbon mono- monoxide. Because what I got to do is just put him on, on high oxygen. Yeah, I don't know. As a treatment, right? Must be. Something like that. Must be. Um, so, cool thing about allosteric sites is the potential to make allosteric drugs. Now, have a think. Unlike conventional drugs that target active sites, right, of enzymes or even just target active sites of receptors and things like that, those, these, act, these drugs tend to just either turn things on or off. 
So allosteric drugs can fine-tune something's mm. function. And the benefits of this are going to be specificity, so you can tweak the way something works instead of having it, you know, all or nothing, right? So it's nuanced. It will help avoid toxicity of overabundance. But also, really importantly, is it will prevent, like, receptor desensitization. Because, you know, when you throw a drug, you can become desensitised to it over time because if it's a neurotransmitter, for example, and it's just binding, you know, let's just say it's a glutamate-type neurotransmitter or a GABA-type, the more it binds to the receptor, the more that receptor becomes desensitised to it and it produces or, less of those receptors. Or is it the other way around where you, you produce more and more receptor because you're exposed to the molecule more? No, no, it's less. Okay. You produce less because of the homeostasis. It, it says, oh, we're getting too much binding of this. How can we mitigate that? will produce less oh, receptors. Okay. And so having allosteric drugs can prevent this because it will simply bind to not the active site but the allosteric site and tweak its function. So there are allosteric drugs on the market and they tend to focus a lot on the G-protein coupled receptors. So these are those transmembrane mm-hmm. proteins regulate the internal control of a cell and it binds to the allosteric portion and it can help tweak the G-protein-coupled receptor to tweak the function of the cell. So that's really important. Diseases. All right, let's think about some diseases associated with allosteric regulatory sites. So a study that came out last year on PLOS, you know PLOS, the journal PLOS, which is the Public Library of Science, Uh, this paper is titled Known Allosteric Proteins Have Central Roles in Genetic Disease. That's the name of the paper. Pretty apt, right? It states that, and I quote from the author, allosteric proteins are involved in hundreds of diseases and are most enriched in diseases of the hematopoietic system, cardiovascular system, and cancers. Why? It's not so much because of that di- not so much because of that dynamical role that it has in tweaking function, but because these allosteric sites are really important for protein-protein interactions as well, something we didn't talk about. And so if you've got a mutation in an allosteric site, it can affect the way that one enzyme will interact with another, with another, with another, and it has this big domino-like cascading Mm -hmm. effect. And that, Matthew, is the allosteric site. Wonderful. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 